We sometimes think of the lives of celebrities in terms of how their work and their fame intersect with the chronologies of our own lives. We know rationally that famous people are born and grow up, find their craft, and work at it just as the rest of us do. But somehow we still think of them as having begun to exist only when we first encountered them in a star-making film role, hit record, or athletic feat. In the thrall of a new star, we don't necessarily care about his or her parentage or upbringing or education. In our minds and hearts, and in the mind and heart of the larger culture, stars arrive fully formed. But Robert De Niro's story, strictly speaking, begins well before he was introduced to the art of acting or performed his breakthrough movie roles, before his parents met or made their professional marks in the world. Indeed, it begins so far back that it seems almost impossible to connect the history of it with the familiar figure of the actor. Only three times in his career did Robert De Niro portray a character from earlier than the 20th century. Nearly as rarely did he take on the role of a soldier, and just once that of a full-blooded nobleman. But the genealogy of this characteristically modern figure runs back through the centuries to, of all times and places, medieval France, where one of his ancestors, a cavalry officer, took part in the Roman conquests of Languedoc and Dauphine with sufficient valor to be named governor of those regions by the Roman emperor Conrad II. Raphael del Poggio was born in Lucca, Italy in 1011 and died, his surname recast into French as Dupuis, a general of the Roman cavalry and grand chamberlain of the Roman Empire in 1062. He would be entombed on a marble table with his sword, spurs, and helmet, along with a copper plaque celebrating his deeds and honor. The Dupuis family maintained noble status through centuries of governors and generals until the 16th century, when it turned to Protestantism, creating a Huguenot line that would in time bring the family out of favor with both secular and sacred authorities. In the late 17th century, French persecution of Protestants climaxed with the Edict of Fontainebleau, which virtually outlawed the Dupuis' religion and forced them to flee first to Germany and then to Virginia, to which King William III had invited Protestant settlers. The Dupuis line thrived in the New World, merging in 1829 with the Holton family, also of old colonial stock. Fifty years later, one of the daughters of that union, Virginia Mosby Holton, would marry the Dutch emigrant Nicholas Admiral, and their son, Donald, born in 1890, would be the maternal grandfather of the actor Robert De Niro. If the idea of Robert De Niro descending from French courtiers and crusaders and English colonists who fought off Native Americans sounds incongruous, perhaps it's because the other lines of his family, though less marked with incident, would shine so strongly in him, particularly the Irish-Italian blend. That nearly stereotypical alloy of immigrant stocks was produced in Syracuse, New York, in the latter part of the 19th century, after De Niro's paternal ancestors fled hunger and poverty in Ireland or Italy to make a new start in America. Luigi and Rosanna Mercurio of Campobasso in southeastern Italy arrived in New York Harbor in 1886 with their daughter, Angelina, whose future husband, Giovanni Di Niro, D-I-N-I-R-O, as it was spelled in some documents, 
arrived in America the following year. Giovanni, known by the Americanized name John, was, like his father-in-law, a stonemason, and he and his bride set up their home in the Italian section of Syracuse. There they raised two boys and a girl. The middle of the three, Henry, or Enrico, as he was sometimes called on official documents, born in 1897, would be the paternal grandfather of Robert De Niro. Henry may have been born to a lineage of stonemasons, but he found softer work as a clerk at Weeks and Anderson, a Syracuse haberdashery. He put in a spell of military service near the end of World War I, but by 1920 he was living back in his father's house in Syracuse. Not long after, he married Helen O'Reilly, the 21-year-old daughter of Dennis, a bookkeeper, and Mary O'Reilly. Like the De Niro's and Mercurio's, the O'Reilly's were descended from immigrants who left only vaporous traces in official records. Dennis and Mary, nay Burns, were both born in upstate New York, but their parents, Edward and Margaret O'Reilly, and John and Mary Burns, respectively, were born in Ireland and arrived in America amid a flood of immigrants with similar names and similarly ordinary backgrounds, virtually unnoted by history or officialdom. In 1964, the young Robert De Niro himself, a 20-year-old high school dropout, would travel to Ireland on a backpacking tour partly intended as a search for his roots, only to find out just how obscure they were. As his father would later recollect, he asked about his background. He'd hitchhiked around Ireland for two weeks, trying to find relatives, and couldn't. I said, My father's people come from a place called Campobasso, halfway between Naples and Rome. So Bobby went there and met them. 